you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live at NFL Films here in New Jersey. It's Tuesday, June 28th. I'm Sarah Walsh alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, our Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. We didn't drop the ball. They had us back another day. It is time now for the lead block. Lead block! The Giants went big in the draft two months ago, selecting Kayvon Thibodeau with the fifth overall pick. There are massive expectations on the rookie pass rusher, but also on the rookie head coach in New York. Well, Kayvon spoke to Thomas Davis on Total Access last night about what he's seen from Brian Dayball so far this offseason. He's a true players coach, and everything that he's been doing has been for the players, and he has a, a real idea of how he wants the team to go. So just one, building camaraderie and really getting an idea for each other, right? Because there are a lot of new guys out there. But, yeah, he's been doing it the right way, and I, he gives us the freedom to be who we are and, and really love the game. So there's some pressure to perform on both of those New York rookies and in a division that just might be up for grabs. The Cowboys won it last year, but the NFC East has not had a repeat champ in nearly 20 years, which I find incredibly hard to believe. So the point is, is anything can happen. And we'll start with you, Jason. What is the one thing that can make or break the Giants this season? I think it's going to be coaching. Like we said, Coach mm-hmm. Dable, rookie coach. I mean, Thibodeau, he's a rookie. He has no idea what a player's coach is, <laughs> what, do you mean? what a coach is supposed to be. <laughs> he's a rookie. He just got there. He hasn't practiced yet. Thibodeau's out there saying he's a true player. Here's coach. the deal. <laughs> right? I broke down the coaching staff. That's awesome. But no, I think for them, it's going to be the focus is going to be on Dable. He was a guy, he was in Buffalo. He was with Josh Allen. You saw the, the the path that Josh Allen took. 10 touchdowns in his first year, 20 in his second, all the way up to 37, and then 36 touchdowns last year. They have Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach in Kansas City. He became that quarterback's coach the first year Mahomes went to a Pro Bowl in 2018. They have the coaching staff there to help Daniel Jones take that next step. The question is, is he going to do it? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm going to stick with the same deal. It's more, to me, it's not just the offensive side of the ball, it's defensive too. And they added in Wink Martindale, who has a whole different 
different persona than what Giants fans have seen the last few years. Wings called persona. Go get the quarterback. We're going to send eight guys. We're going to send nine guys, and we're going to punch you in the mouth. The Giants need to have an identity. We're in New York, and we're in New Jersey here, and it's mm-hmm. like the Giants haven't had an identity. You look at some of these offensive ranks the last few years. It's disgusting what this Giants offense has done. Mm. Last in the league in total touchdown drives. Second to last in the... This is terrible. This is last year. And it wasn't better the four years prior. Giants have not been relevant, let alone good, in at least a half a decade. Disgusting. Would, that's disgusting. Disgusting, <laughs> Peter. As a giant, hey, look, last, when last. you look at the players on the roster, like you look at Saquon Barkley and, and Kenny Galladay and all the guys they've had, they shouldn't be last in anything. Identity. What are the Giants? Because Dable is a Western New York guy's guy in the locker room. Like, let's go out there and let's go beat up the other team. Wink Martindale, let's let our hair loose and let's go out and get the quarterback. Don't get bullied around by the Eagles and the and the Commanders and the Cowboys. Like, what is your identity? That's going to be the biggest factor because they drafted a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman. Two picks in the top seven. You can't be this finesse soft team and you can't be one of these squads that we don't want. Look at this defense. Mm. No better. Mm-hmm. No better. I hate to wake Giants fans up with misery, but this is all the past. The the key is the future. What are you going to be and what's your identity? So that's kind of a... An ambiguous thing, but like mm-hmm. we'll know early on what this team's all about, and I think that's going to be the key in determining whether they're going to be back and relevant in football. I think it is too, Peter. I've developed an identity as it pertains to the Giants. I'm the guy who talks to the New York Giants about Daniel Jones. I'm surrounded by New York Giants fans constantly. I live amongst them. I see them at my uh, children's events everywhere, and every time it goes like this: "Oh, you're a Giants fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And I go, "What do you think of Daniel Jones?" And there's always the I go. Here's the thing. Or like, <laughs> hold on. There's never a, I like him, I don't like him. And so last night, we're here in Mount Laurel. I go out to the wing bar across the, right from our hotel. All right. I walk across the park and I go to the wing bar. This guy, I wish I had the video. His name is Mitch. He was a Giants fan. And I, sure enough, he goes, oh, I love the show. I go, great. You're a Giants fan. What do you think of Daniel yeah. Jones? Mitch goes, you have to understand something about the Giants. And I go, no, it's a simple question. I don't have to understand anything. So it's always this, is he good, is he good, is he good? I try to stay positive on Daniel Jones because there's so much negative. But when you look at the positive, what he's done so far, it really comes down to three plays. I think he's made three huge plays in three years. A bunch of gifts and funny little silly plays and a run against Tampa Bay that feels 20 years ago. We need more, and we need more fast. And I'm so tired of hearing that Brian Dayball is going to turn him into Josh Allen. That is such an insult to what Josh Allen is. Josh Allen is a psychopath. He is not Daniel Jones. That is saying, you know what Marty Scorsese did for De Niro, he could do for Carrot Top. Like it's, <laughs> It is not the same deal. A great coach does not make a quarterback an all-pro. He's going to need a lot more than that. I'm sorry to start so negative. We have Carrot top jokes and disgusting accusations in the 7A, Sarah. Give us something to cleanse the palate. (laughs) Okay, this is going to be tough, though. I want to go back to something you said, because you said, uh, when you're talking about Daniel Jones against that Bucks play, because a couple weeks ago, I was watching the show, and I thought you made a great point, and you pulled up that same Bucks play, and you said, this is what, look, if we're pulling this up as, like, the crowning achievement, like, how long ago was this? And uh, I also sound like a real stalker of this show, because I was (laughs) really on it. I like it. So, I was on the broadcast that game. I was literally standing by the pylon as he's running in, it was a Fox broadcast. It's his awesome. debut. Talked to his mom, his dad that week. Everyone's so excited. It's a, He comes back from 18-point deficit. Yeah. There yeah. is no way the me that was standing somewhere on that field right there at that point that's watching it would think that the conversation we're having today stems from what that's we great. all saw back then. I mean, I, I was there as that unfolded. And, and it's just insane to think that we're still going back to that moment because as Giants fans would have watched that, you're like, oh, my God, this is it. 
Now, I don't want to make excuses, says the person that's about to make excuses, but <laughs> Peter, you brought up, you know, you're talking about Saquon, you're talking about Kenny Galladay, and those numbers shouldn't be where they're at. Well, they're starting skill players. Again, I, the guys don't like injury, injury excuses, time, but they missed a combined 30 games last season. That is not ins- insignificant. So I'm not saying that, listen, that that changes it. And Daniel Jones goes back to being the guy that we saw in that Tampa game yeah. every game, but that is not insignificant. So when you say what could make or break the Giants season, like, let's start with it would obviously help him if these great skill players he has are on the field. And I just, I think you can't discount that. That's so, is that positive enough? I mean, am I, yeah. I'm trying. I'm I think trying. you make up an amazing point. That was, A star is born, and they found their guy, and it's the successor to Eli, and they're going back to Super Bowls. Peter, what happened? Why are we having this conversation? You I need think, consistency. I think the offensive coordinator is being changed every yes. year. I think the offensive line, having as many offensive linemen as he had hurts, but... Hey, Joe Burrow got sacked 70 times, took his team to the Super Bowl, coming off an ACL. Like, I'm kind of with Sarah and Kyle on this. We're like, we can't continue to say, it's year five. You're good or you're not. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, uh, Trubisky went to the playoffs twice, and he got t- taken out of town in Chicago. What has Daniel Jones done for us to be like, actually, he is, I haven't seen it either. Mm-hmm. And to your point about Josh Allen, when you said he's a psychopath, when you ask that question <laughs> to anyone about Josh Allen, what do you think about Josh Allen? There's not the pause. Mm-hmm. There's not the... No, immediate. There's no... Let, let me, me tell you about, the, about bills. the bills. No, no. He's a psychopath. It's true. It's a great point. You seem to have some patience, though. Yes, he'll show you this year. You need the opportunity to have consistent coaching. You cannot switch an offensive coordinator every year you're at a, as a quarterback and expect to go out there and have positive results. Fitzpatrick himself even said, Dable, what he can do for Daniel Jones can make or break and change his career. Fitzpatrick, a guy who knows what it's like to play for different coaches, different coaching staffs. When you get a good coach, it can go a long way for a Jason, you got, you, got to, you got to win one game. Huge game. Do you want Daniel Jones or Tua Tonga Bailo this year? Tua man! Tua. All right. Okay. That's, I don't think that's good for Daniel Jones, though. Let's go, buddy. Come on. <laughs> that's not like crossing anybody over. That's no. on the fence there. All right. We're going to keep you updated on headlines all around the league this morning, starting down in Houston, where the Texans have been sued for enabling their former quarterback, Deshaun Watson's behavior during massage therapy sessions. Our own NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport, has more on the Deshaun Watson situation. The NFL's investigation into Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson reaches a critical stage on Tuesday. That is when Watson will appear in person in front of retired judge Sue Robinson, who's been jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA to decide Watson's fate. The NFL will present the cases of five women who accuse Watson of sexual assault and sexual misconduct. There have been, of course, more than 20 lawsuits against Watson, but these five women agreed to participate. The NFL sources say he's pushing for an indefinite suspension of Watson for violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy, while his lawyers and lawyers for the NFLPA are pushing for a far shorter suspension, perhaps as few as zero games. All parties expect a resolution before training camp, and depending on what Robinson decides, both parties can appeal. Meanwhile, there was a significant development in Watson's situation again on Monday the Houston Texans were added to the long list of people and parties who have been sued. According to lawyer Tony Busby, the Texans are alleged to have, quote, enabled Watson's behavior. For their part, they say they're completely cooperating. 
Welcome back to Good Morning Football, TMZ Sports. So I'm into this already. Reported a boxing match between Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. It's in the works. So let's put some other current running backs head-to-head and make some predictions here. Peter, we're going to start with you. Okay. Kicking off the chat with the pair of running backs uh-huh. looking to return from injuries between the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, and the Giants' Saquon Barkley. Ooh, okay. So the question is, who would have a better week one comeback performance? Yeah, let's go week I'm one. going to go with... Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is ready to have a huge breakout comeback season. Let's it's, go. It's week one against a very good Browns defense, but McCaffrey is that para- that Carolina offense. Like when he's on the field, they're a different team. I remember a couple of years ago they played an Arrowhead. He was injured the whole season, comes in, has like 191 yards, and then doesn't play again afterwards because he got hurt. Like when he's on the field, he is as dynamic a player in the league. I'm not saying Saquon's not. But he is the focal point of this offense. I'm not sure with a Brian Dable offense if it's going to be Saquon 30 carries in a game. I know McCaffrey's touching the ball. So I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey, fantasy owner, still take him in the first round. Mm. Still take him. Yes, I know it's been rough the last couple of years, and I think week one it's going to go big. Mm. Okay, Jason, you're going to go next. Uh, we're asking you which AFC North running back is going to have more total touchdowns in 2022, the Steelers' Najee Harris or the Bengals' Joe Mixon? I'm going to go Joe Mixon. And the reason being, as a, from a defensive perspective, when you're getting ready to play the Bengals, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got Tyler Boyd. You're, you're sitting there during the course of the week and you're just like, who are we going to game plan for? How are we going to stop all of these guys? And you may forget about Joe Mixon, the guy running the ball who is a tank to take down. When you're playing Pittsburgh next year, not sure who the quarterback is going to be. Is it, mm-hmm. is it Pickett? Is it Trubisky? So your main focus is going to be, hey, 22 in the backfield, Najee Harris, really good player. We're going to make sure we stop the run first and make the quarterback position beat us. So for that reason, Joe Mixon, a guy who had 13 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. who didn't even have as many touches as uh, Najee Harris had, but still had more productions when it came to touchdowns, there's no reason to think that that's going to change this upcoming. We don't talk mixing a lot. He's mm-hmm. really good. Really good. AFC really champion. Good. Huge part of that. And it, I think it's so much of the glow goes to Burrow and Chase that Mixon was that guy who was just great. 13 touchdowns. Yeah. That stat jumped out to me. I didn't know that. It's awesome. You know who we do talk a lot, though? Hmm. Uh, understandably so. Uh, that would be Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Kyle, is he winning the rushing crown in 2022? Taylor or the field? Who oh, do you this take? is great. I always love or the field. And I almost <laughs> always go the field. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor has all of the time in front of him. He's still young. He gets a better quarterback now, maybe a more consistent quarterback. He's still got all these offensive linemen. And yet, if you look into it, over the last 20 years, there's only been two guys who have gone back-to-back rushing champs, Derek Henry and LaDainian Tomlinson. It doesn't happen very often. So I'm actually going to go the field, which mm. hurts because I'm a huge Taylor guy. I just think it, it's kind of like the AFC. There's just so many teams who could win it. Throw out a million names. I think Najee Harris is going to have another big year. Mm. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a huge year. Any one of these guys could run him. Now, last year, he won it by like 600 yards. It say, was not I don't close. know if we've had as, as much of a runaway as he had last year. Well, I I think we were anticipating a huge showdown in the AFC South between him and Derrick Henry for the Russian title, and then we lost the King. And maybe we will have the return of the King this year. Um, I'm still going to take the field as much as I love him. He's not like a 28-year-old guy either who has all this wear and tear. He's still young. He would be in angry runs every single week. I love him. But if you're going to give me 31 other starting running backs, I have to take the field. I always take the field, but I would would actually take Taylor on this one. Really? I always take the field in everything, and he's the one guy that I wouldn't. Hey, real quickly, though, before we go to break, uh, obviously the most important thing, uh, the boxing match between Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Who who you got? I'm going with the old guy. I'm going Adrian Adrian Peterson. I mean, just just the way he ran the ball, he ran angry. Mm -hmm. Like, I can see him in a boxing match doing that the same way. I've I've shaken both of their hands. Adrian 
Adrian Peterson's hand envelops you as Grown a human man. being. Like you shake his hand, you're like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. He's like, I'm not trying to break your hand. I don't know how that's even a matchup, and nothing, no offense to Le'Veon, I, I could see Adrian Peterson. Le'Veon's a rapper. He's a nice, patient running back. Don't get me wrong. Boxers are a lot of things these days, though. I'm trying to go by precedent. <laughs> Didn't Darren Williams like give Frank Gore the business? I think I think it went in his favor, and I think there might have been a little bit more agility there or vivaciousness. So I'm gonna go Le'Veon on this one. I actually I wish Le'Veon wasn't doing this. I wish he was like you know playing for the the Ravens right now or something. Amazing career that just took a strange turn, but yeah. I think Le'Veon will win. But also when you're done playing, do you ever want to get hit again? No. Good question. <laughs> I don't even want to see like, highlights of it. You guys said Jonathan Taylor. I hope they don't put his run up against me. Oh, really? Is we it, have one? It, Get it. it no. no. Why? It no did good? he run you over? It's a touchdown. All right. We got to find that. We got two hours, guys. Coming up next, though, the Patriots got themselves into the playoffs last season. We know that. They're the rookie quarterback. But it's always about the next level for them. It's all about leveling up. That's life. Uh, Mac Jones, what do they have to do to get to a title game, to get to a Super Bowl, to get the whole damn thing right after this? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. going to be a crucial year two for Mac Jones. On yesterday's show, we had his big tight end, John U. Smith, on the show, and he told us what he's seen so far from his young quarterback. Honestly, man, just the way he can turn it on. Mac is probably one of the most goofiest guys in the locker room, to be honest, man. But when we step on that field, he's just a different character. So much ability, man. And, you know, there's so much dog in him. Once he flips that switch, he's a whole different character. You know what I mean? And, and some guys don't know how to cut that on and cut that off when it's time to do it. And he's so young. You know what I mean? You know, he, he's poised. He's got a little swagger to him, man. I'm glad he's throwing us passes. That's my guy. I like it. 
Mack may have had a promising rookie season, but when it got to playoff time, there was no stopping Josh Allen and the Bills, who put up 47 points, won by 30. So, Jason, you want to ring with the Patriots. How can they get farther than a loss in the wild card round this season? First, it starts with finishing the season better. They have to find a way to win those games later down the stretch. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for them. When I was in New England, the one thing we always talked about was football starts after Thanksgiving. That was the model there because we looked at the first four weeks and it was just, all right, weeks one through four, like we're just figuring it out. Like we don't know who the starters are definitely going to be. We don't know what the chemistry, what the lineups are going to be. And then you kind of get stuff going after that. You start to win a few games, you may lose one, you bounce back. But then after Thanksgiving, it was just like, all right, we have to turn it on. And New England hasn't done that. They've been 23 and 11 in the beginning of the season, and then they finished the season mm-hmm. six and nine over the last three seasons. In 2019, we were rolling. We were undefeated 8-0. Oh, we go down to Baltimore, we hit the Lamar Jackson train and get rolled on. We finish out that season. We lose that last game to Miami at home, lose our chance to go and get a bye week to start the playoffs. And that was the beginning that next week Tennessee rolls into town. Logan Ryan has that interception on the last career Tom Brady pass. And that was kind of the end of that era. So I think for those guys, they have to start to finish the season off better. Football starts after Thanksgiving. They're going to hear Bill say that in the meeting room this year. Mm. They have to actually start to do it. Mm. Can we appreciate what Mac Jones did last year? Think about this. Cam Newton comes in as one of the most gregarious personalities in the league, one of the most celebrated uh, players for the last decade. All the young players love And Mac Jones, as a rookie, coming in with the first time stepping on an NFL field, not only beats him out during training camp, but wins the locker room in training Mm -hmm. camp. That's year one. And then you go to what he did on that seven-game winning streak at the bulk of the season where it really mattered for them in the playoffs. This is it. Seven wins in a row from week seven to 14. Was third in the league in completion percentage and second in passer rating. Efficient as all get out. And then the last point I'll make is this. Gosh, the players love him. We talk to a bunch of Patriots now. It's not just Janu who calls him one of the goofiest guys in the world who just turns it on, but every player, Aguilar, we've talked to Kendrick Bourne. These guys mm-hmm. love this dude. And as much as we're hyping Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and, of course, Justin Fields in year two, what are they going to do? Don't take Mac for granted. This guy could take a major leap in year two. I know. I, there's a small corner of sports media, a very small corner, and I'd like to think that I'm a part of it right now. And it includes Mike Giardi up there in New England for us. It includes Bill Simmons on his podcast and his nephew Kyle. And we are like the Mac Jones corner. I said earlier this offseason, give us a dark horse MVP candidate. I'm like, what about Mac Jones? And I was laughed at on this show. And it was like, Mac's not going to win the MVP. What if the Patriots are the team that goes 14-3 and this year? What if the Patriots are the team that finishes first in the AFC East? Mac Jones is why I've got confidence this team can get better because as a rookie out of the gates, he was awesome. And then, gosh, how do we know that's the ceiling? He's lost 15 pounds. He's in a good place mentally. And the players and this coaching staff loves him. Mac Jones propaganda, it starts right here. But I don't think it's propaganda. I actually believe it. I like the Mac Jones corner. I do. And I think it was awesome what he did. And I think he could make a big leap. His biggest problem is the psychopath in Buffalo is Josh Allen. I mean, it's like he might make a big leap, but it might not be nearly big enough. I think it's really interesting what's going on with the Bills as it pertains to the Patriots. In the 20-plus-some career of Belichick in New England, who's the best quarterback they've ever had in their division? Opposing quarterback. There's not many. Pennington? Chad Pennington on the Dolphins. Brett Favre for one year with the Jets. They've never had somebody like that, ever. I don't think they've had anybody even close to that. Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in football this year. 
I don't know if they've had a top 25 quarterback in the whole league ever in the Great division. Point. It is a really sneaky thing about the success of New England for all these years is the competition's been pretty bad. So now you have Allen, and we've played the playoff game a million times. There was another game where they played for the second time in the regular season last year. It's kind of the forgotten one. You had the snow game, the playoff game. The middle one, Josh Allen destroyed him again. Yeah. And Mac Jones was not good, and after the game, Belichick kind of went out of his way to hype the Buffalo Bills young quarterback. Take a listen. He's really hard to stop. He does a good job at everything. And he's continued to grow as a player. And you know, I think you see his, his leadership, his toughness, his physical ability, you know, all that on a very consistent basis. I mean, he's the, the guy that makes them go and has become one of the top, top quarterbacks in the league. And he's in your division and he's not going away. And I have every confidence in Belichick and Mac Jones and everything. It might just not be enough. You know that boat that he's on, the seven rings or eight rings? I feel like he's out there and he's thinking about Josh Allen. Like, what am I going to do about this guy who is so young and so good and we play him at least twice a year and he's never had a problem like this before in the 20 plus years? It's a big deal. Really big deal. They got to deal with the Bills. He's not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. well, it's, you know, it's like, it's that's what's scary. I know. He's Mac Jones is really good, but here's another big problem: the Bills' defense. Like I know. Josh yeah, Allen right. is going to get all the credit because that's the sexier thing to talk about, and he's so good, and he's all the things that you said. And Mac Jones is all the things that you said that you can take this huge leap in your two. But like lost in that is that the Bills' defense—they're the number one defense in the league. I mean, it's just lost in the fact that you were talking about these quarterbacks because they always get the attention. So not only do you have Josh Allen to contend with, let's just say that Mac Jones is playing lights out. Yeah. He's still got to solve a Bills' defense that know. you know took it to him. Two touchdowns, four interceptions in those two games because you want to throw out the snow game. And then maybe lost in all that as well as all-pro corner Tredavious White wasn't available. He was, they were missed. I mean, this is like a great corner. So, again, let's say Josh Allen has an average game, right? Or let's say you figure out a way to slow him down. You still have to find a way to put a point against the best team. So then I think when it comes down to it and we sit here and talk about what do they have to do to go further, ultimately you have to solve the Bills. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a huge problem. And it's Von a huge Miller. problem. Added and they Von added Von Miller. <laughs> like that defense, you got the number one defense. The defense didn't get worse this offseason. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing. Last year, it almost looked like they did figure it out. If you can remember, there was a point towards the end of the season where New England was the number one team in the oh, AFC. Yeah. They beat Tennessee. They're, They're rolling. They beat Buffalo, like you said, that first game in Buffalo, the snow game. They were rolling. Then they lose to Indianapolis, and then it just all started to go downhill. Like the streak we talked about that Mac Jones was on, seven games in a row. Their defense was playing well. They were running the ball. They were figuring it all out. But then it all fell Let apart ask you at the end of the season. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub outside of, the, of New England about the fact that we don't know who the offensive coordinator technically mm -hmm. is. We don't know who the play caller is technically. Young quarterback Mac Jones. Does any of that matter inside the building? You've played there for so many years in New England. Inside the building, it'll probably feel as though like nobody's talking about it. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're just rolling. You'll never hear anybody say anything in the media. But if you're a young quarterback, you're Mac Jones, you're only in your second year. Year one, you have Josh McDaniel, a guy who's been a head coach, offensive coordinator for a long time in this league. Now you come back in year two, Who's the guy you go to to say, hey, I want to run these plays this week. Hey, this makes sense you to know. me. How do you take that next step and become a leader? It's definitely going to be a big thing there. Mm. It has to be. Mm -hmm. Well, and you talked about consistency and stability. And anytime you – I mean, I think even the best guy, no matter how good you, – you saw it with Tom Brady in Tampa. He's still Tom Brady, and he's the best and has done it the longest and all this stuff. I mean, you're still changing the way that things are communicated to you, so it matters. I mean, everyone no can say it doesn't it. matter. It, it matters. Second down to 10, handoff to Gordon. Gordon sidesteps, he's got a big hole. Gordon is free, here we go, foot race. Touchdown, Denver! Melvin Gordon, 47 yards! Handoff to Gordon, Gordon a big hole, 10, Gordon to the 5, Gordon into the end zone! Touchdown, Denver!
Bridgewater turns, hands to Gordon. Gordon off the right side in a big hole. 40, 45, here we go, midfield. Gordon, 45, 40, pull it away, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver! 70 yards for Melvin Gordon! Every single year, he is physical, he is charismatic, he will run you over and smile about it. He is Melvin Gordon. What's up, Melvin? How you doing, man? What's happening? You, as always, I feel like we've talked to you for years. We've watched you for years. I'm so glad you joined us. Denver has all kinds of hype, all kinds of attention. The whole AFC West does. But let's talk about the running game. You, this young buck, Javante, get us fired up. What's the state of the nation right now with the Denver Broncos running game 2022? (laughs) We got to go crazy. The young bull got so much talent. And, uh, you know, we, we push each other every day, man, every day in practice. We even got Boone, who's a good player too, man, that's going to help push us. I'm expecting the run game to be a lot better than it was last year for sure. Passing game might be a little better too. You guys get Russell Wilson in the offseason, which is just an incredible addition, as you would know. But you guys actually have history. In 2011, you were a freshman at Wisconsin, and here comes this transfer student from NC State named Russell Wilson. Uh, And here we are, 11 years later, you're being reunited. Take us through the friendship and the relationship, and now the partnership that you guys are going to have in Denver. Yeah, man. Just I was a young boy then uh, when Russell came in. From the moment I, you know, I seen him, I just knew he was a he was a winner, man. He came in and he just about business. And uh, we always talked about you know playing on the same team with each other again. And you know, like you said, after 11 years, it's finally here. I didn't think it was gonna happen, man. But here it is. You know, the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, same guy. <laughs> he, he haven't changed at all, man. Still the same type of leader. And, uh, you know, we, we hoping to take it all the way to shoot with my boy. Man, I had to play against the NC State Russell Wilson in mm. the Papa John's Bowl game. And let's just say, if Russ didn't get hurt, we definitely would not have won that game. <laughs> but you guys have a new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. It's a new coach, so it's new things. He's bringing new beginnings. He introduced a new game called Kahoot to the Broncos meeting room. Let's hear Coach Hackett explain the game. A lot of your kids probably do them in, uh, in school. That's where I found it. My kids were doing it in school. It's Kahoot, and you set up like it's like bar trivia, but your own personalized one, so it's time. So the guys get competitive with it. We used to play Jeopardy in New England. I hated those games. Mm-hmm. I didn't like being put on the spot. But Melvin, how are you faring in these quizzes? And how are the guys adjusting to the new <laughs> environment down there at Mile High? I got to play the game one time, man. It was it was pretty dope. It was different for me, you know, in college and in the, in the league. Since I've been in the league, I've never did anything like it. It kind of keep guys, you know what I'm saying, just on their toes and just kind of keep them, you know, in the mix and excited to come, man. He bring a different energy to to the practice facility, to, to everything, man. I mean, the energy that he brings, it carries through people in the cafeteria, the janitors. I mean, just everybody. The video, the video guys, the equipment guys, his energy carries through everybody, man. You could just, like I said, man, you're excited to go. You're excited to go to work now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different feel, man. So (laughs) I hope we can make a good story out of this. As part of being a host this week, uh, Jason McCourty has been getting his chops busted a little bit. And I didn't know if this was a coincidence by the producers or what. But we've got footage of you running for 196 yards all over his Titans. What do you remember from (laughs) this game, your career high? Man, it was it was a crazy game. It was just everything was just working out for me, man. It was just working out for me. It was one of those days where 
it just was happening. It's been working. But I appreciate that, man. I, I, hey, my boy, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate, that. appreciate that defense, my boy. <laughs> What's it like watching uh, your defense just get run over? Well, well, that, oh, but that game, that that game, was, that game, that game was not fun. But the one thing, if they're running for 300 yards, that means they're not passing the yeah, ball. Okay. And I'm paid to cover receivers, okay. not right. tackle running backs. But <laughs> what's impressed me the most with Melvin's career, his ability to adjust and transition. Obviously, with the Chargers, we knew what type of player he was. But got to Denver, still being a dynamic running back, still running for almost a thousand yards, still doing a great job, man. Keep that up. Mm-hmm. Melvin, last thing, we like to ask the fun, weird stuff here. One of the biggest compliments you can give a guy like you is that you've got that dog in you. And you do. And you hear it all the time. We've also heard that recently you talked about you were considering getting a dog. What do you have in mind? Uh, what kind of dog? And what kind of names are we thinking about, Melvin? Let us in. The Golden Doodle. Don't laugh. Don't laugh okay. about the Golden Doodle. Yeah. My wife I think the Golden to Doodle dog, man. <laughs> One of my best friends. Actually, I'm at his house right now, Dari. Um, Ogunbuale, who played for the Texans, running back. He got one. Uh, he's supposed to go go pick his little buddy up today from getting trained. I, I don't have a name yet, man, but uh, the Golden Doodle, man. It's, it's, it's hyperallergenic. I ain't got to worry about the fur everywhere. <laughs> All right. The hyperallergenic <laughs> is a very important thing. Guys, we have more time with Melvin Gordon. Peter, what do you want to ask him? Is there anybody? I would love to know the, the dynamic. I know we talked about your running backs room. You said Boone and, and Javante, but like, when you've got a guy like that who's a draft pick and they want to give him the rock, I love the fact that you yeah. put your arm around him. Take us through that relationship with you and Javante and how it doesn't seem like he's a threat to you. If anything, the two of you guys are feeding off each other. Man, I mean, like I said before, when people you know, asked me when I came in the league, I had a great leader in my room, Danny Woodhead, and he kind of just he kind of took me under the wing. And I told myself, you know, when I'm at his position, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. You know, there's no reason to... You know, he's trying to feed his family, too. You know, there's no reason for me to take food from his mouth. But at the end of the day, I still need to feed mine. So we're going to go out here and compete. And I think, you know, that's why me and him both played so well last year. And if you ask him, I think that's the reason, you know, he felt he played so so well. You know, in practice, every day we were competing against each other. If I go 30, he, he want to go 30 or 35. We're trying to outdo each other with everything, you know. So that carries over when you compete and when you got a guy like that that's like me that's still hungry and you got a young boy that just want the show. And you got a old boy like me that want to keep the show. So we're going to keep competing, man, and we're going to see where we go. But uh, phenomenal talent. He, he going to be a dog for some years to come. Love it. Everybody needs a woodhead or sometimes an old head. We love you, Melvin. <laughs> You're the best. We can't wait to see you run all over people this year. And good luck with the golden doodle. That's Melvin. He's the best. Melvin Gordon, Denver Broncos. Bad, bad man with the ball under his arm. We're talking more AFC West next. Who's going to win this thing? Who's going to come in fourth in this division? Somebody has to. We're going to get into it in the next segment. AFC West Talk. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It was a big offseason out in Vegas. The Raiders not only got a new head coach in Josh McDaniels, but added two all-pros, Chandler Jones on defense, Devontae Adams on offense. And yet, Derek Carr still thinks they are being overshadowed in their own division. Here's Carr talking to the media yesterday ahead of the American Century Championship. We got a lot of work to do to be able to compete in our division. And you get frustrated when you see you know, other people's names on things and this and that. And you're like, well, we're here too. Uh, we, we feel like we got better too and thought we made the playoffs. And so hopefully it doesn't guarantee anything this year, but it does guarantee that we have some good guys. And so, you know, we got a chip on our shoulder like always. And as Raiders, I think that's how we should have it. I thought it was interesting because a lot of times guys will say, we don't listen to that. We don't care. We don't. And the fact that he was like, why, are, why aren't people talking? You just don't hear them say sure. that that often. Is he right? Are they being overlooked? They're not being talked about enough. Like right. he just said, this is a 10-win team. They went to the playoffs last year. They had a coaching snafu. They had adversity that they had to work through. And we're here crowning the Denver Broncos because mm-hmm. they added Russell Wilson. All we're talking about is Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City, but we keep saying uh, it doesn't matter. They're still mm-hmm. going to be on top. And then there's the Chargers. Mm-hmm. All we keep talking about is how good they are now because obviously Herbert's return. They signed J.C. Jackson. They got Khalil Mack. We focus all around the division, and it's just like, hey, the Broncos finished last last year, and they got a new coach, and they got, got a brand-new quarterback. They have chemistry that they have to work through. Yes, the Raiders have a new coach and a new GM, Josh McDaniel coming in, bringing a Patriot way. I talked to my guy, Deron Harmon, who signed there this yeah. offseason, and he's fired up about it. He said the one thing that they're building now is continuity. This is the important part, he said, during the offseason, is they've been building that chemistry. Guys are getting together, doing things outside the building, getting to know each other, and that's the focus. And those are the intangibles that you're going to need to have a good season for them to really be able to push to be at the top of that division. See, I have a problem with the comment. I think it's a straw man comment. And what do I mean by a straw man comment? I think we talk a lot about the Raiders. And I think when they got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, we did two weeks of, like, the Raiders are back, the Raiders are back, the Raiders are back. If anything, we got to pull back the reins on the Raider talk. And by doing this, by saying we're being overlooked and people aren't talking about us, and it almost makes it this, like, nobody believes in us thing, which is almost mind games that I appreciate <laughs> from Derek Carr. Like, in no good faith can he walk in and look in the mirror and really believe we're not talking about the Raiders. Uh, all we talk about is the Raiders. It's a lot we of talk Raiders. about Derek Carr and how he got his new contract. We talk about the Raiders. 
talk about Hunter Renfro, he's so overlooked. Well, he's not overlooked, we talk about him every single day. And then Chandler Jones, and then to your point, all your Patriots buddies, it's not only just McDaniels and Ziegler, it's Mick Lombardi comes over there from New England, and then you add in all the players, Brandon Bolden, Jacob Johnson, Deron Harmon, it's a who's who of like leaders from the Patriots. If anything, I think I'd like to see them get beyond the wild card round, and that's what I want to see. And we talk a lot of Derek Carr, his brothers on the darn network. Uh, he talks a lot about his brother. I like Darren Carr, too. I like Darren Carr, the oldest brother. That's my um, guy. But all this stuff doesn't matter in May, June, July. What's going to matter, and not even for them in December, it's going to matter in January, because when it mattered most, the Raiders had the ball down in Cincinnati, and they couldn't get the job done. They are better on paper. I think they've got a better coaching staff, and they've, their quarterback just got paid. And if you don't think that Devontae Adams out there makes a, makes a bullseye on your team, you're crazy. We talk a lot of Raiders. Now you've got to go take mm-hmm. care of business, and you've got to make sure we're talking about you in January. Mm, Peter, okay. I, uh, it was good. I think one of the most obnoxious things that people do in, in our industry is that year after year, no matter what happens, they just hate this team or hate this player, and it's a shtick, and it gets them swimming pools, and good for them, and they do it. Uh, like, great, if, if that's how you want to have your career and enjoy a swimming pool. Uh, for years, I've not been a fan of the Raiders or Derek Carr, just objectively. I just don't think the results have been there. I, that's all changed. I really like the Raiders this year. And the biggest reason why is so unbelievably impressed with what they accomplished last year. I just, just understand. Derek Carr's right. They were in the playoffs, and they were one throw away from beating the Sweetheart Bengals. What he didn't mention is they're in the playoffs with an interim special teams head coach in a season in which their other head coach went through hell and was let go, in which Henry Ruggs all sorts of crazy things that would have torn other teams apart. And this this season would have just died on a vine. It inspired them. Mm -hmm. They won. They got into the playoffs over the Justin Herbert Chargers. They were there, ready to win that play. I I can't tell you how impressed I am with the Raiders last year and how much it changed how I feel about Derek Carr, who I've always thought was a pretty good quarterback, and I thought he was an amazing leader. I love what they have. Uh, I have really robust feelings about how they're going to finish in the division, which we'll get to shortly. But um, if people are saying that the Raiders aren't this or aren't that, it's not me. I think they're coming for the Chiefs. Like, I think they're that good. I love them this year, and I love the McDaniels factor, which seems to be this big enigma in it. It's where, oh, my God, not only are they having a new coach there, I mean, kind of like a, a loaded topic yep. of a head coach that we're not sure but we're excited about. I love them this year, and I think they earned it last year. One team wins it all, right, and that's the team that's hoisting Lombardi at the end of the year. You talk about they get past the Chargers. I'll go one back before. They go to Indianapolis. That was a team that was, like, on the brink. Sure. Great, uh, great call. Could, could punch its ticket in. They, on paper, probably shouldn't have won that game. The Colts have everybody firing. They're at home. The Raiders come to their place mm-hmm. with all the adversity you talked about and pull out a win there in Indianapolis before then they go and beat the Chargers. I mean, they had a tough yep. road to get back into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they hit every, like, check mark that they needed to hit to get in there. So you want to talk about teams finishing strong, not the team that won it, not the team that advanced the Super Bowl, but they did things at the end of the season that were impressive given what they were going, or impressive period. Let me just stop there. Impressive period. They won in situations that were incredibly hard to win. And so I'm with, I think everyone on this desk and the fact that I don't think they're overlooked. Mm. And then the bigger question is probably, okay, so if they're not overlooked, then let's look at the division. Okay. Who's going to finish last in the division? <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it because we were just talking to Melvin Gordon, but the Broncos are finishing fourth. I mean, <laughs> we keep talking about the addition of Russell Wilson. which have seen it after the interview. Uh, of course. Yeah. He's not about to go. He was here. It was, it, was, it was all fun. You know, we played against him. We had 300 yards, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to finish fourth in the division. And 
they got a new quarterback in Russell Wilson, which is a great addition. He's a, a huge upgrade, but he's not enough to win that division. Russell Wilson has been a guy who, was, when they were winning in Seattle, they were built on a really strong defense and a really strong running game. Not taking anything away from him. Really good quarterback. Is he amongst the elite elites when we talk about the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's? Yeah. I'm not it's a fair too take. sure. I don't know about where I'm that. Right now. So I remember what? casually Peter, like a couple months ago, was talking about Russell Wilson and just hyping him appropriately. And you're like, you know, you got Russell Wilson as the top five guy. And we go, hold on. You're right. Is Russell Wilson a top for five? Sure. I can't for sure. I, yeah. He's not in my top five. Uh, take a look at these levels. I'm going to get up a little all right, bit. Go on, Peter. Walk go. Explore the space. I, all right. <laughs> Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, and a new coach. Like, I, I, and they went to the playoffs last year. Yeah. I love Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. I think, like, I don't know how. It, right now, I was looking at like odds and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're third in the AFC. Is these guys third? Third in the AFC. In the whole AFC. In the whole AFC. Everyone's crowning these guys. Oh, man. But I got to see it. I got to uh-huh. see it. Chargers. I got to see it. So you're saying Chargers last. Well, you know what? I, I'm thanking our production right now that they're not doing the thing where Jason says Denver and the big Broncos logo yeah, and yeah, it says yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. And we're not holding up the whiteboards because then they screen cap that thing and like that goes terribly. I, you just you eliminate like Peter did. Fourth out of four teams. Someone has to do it. You mm-hmm. take the Chiefs out. I'm taking the Raiders out. I, re- I just said what I really respect about them, and they were in the playoffs. So, again, it's between those two. I just I, I look at Denver. Who are their, like, proven veteran weapons? Like, I, they got these young, talented wideouts, and, I, you know, their running game is good, and Russ is Russ. But if they don't have, like, a Keenan Allen. They don't have a Kelsey. They don't have a Devontae. When it's third and nine, I'm getting you ten yards, and we're going to move the sticks, and then we're going to take an Ian win. I just don't see it there yet. So, I'm going Denver as well. I'm going to go Denver in fourth, and it's I, I like him, and I, I love what Hackett's got going. First-time head coach, new quarterback, unproven weapons, and a really, really, really tough bitch of a division. You know, I, bet, I, mean, I feel sick doing this segment. Sick. <laughs> so, the we don't usually do so this. Good because we, it's so tough, good. But the question's tough. intriguing. Like, if yeah. you do this for the AFC South, fine. If you do the NFC East, fine. This is a sickening segment because <laughs> you're going to be wrong. One of us is going to be very wrong about this segment. It's going like to be your tough. Disgusting stats. Yep. Disgusting yeah. stats. Disgusting <laughs> stats. What do you think? I would go Denver only because Peter, you're talking about the unknown of the Chargers. I think you can factor in the Russell, the unknown of of a new team, of a new coordinator, of a new coach, of a new new receiver, new everything. I mean, and that is just by proxy of everybody else being good. And so then you're going the two unknowns. But I mean, as you guys know, when we were discussing, like even talking about it, everyone's like, I don't, I don't know. A little bit of devil's advocate. We have been hooked by Derek Carr before. He has had really good seasons. The season where the Raiders went to the playoffs and he got yeah. injured and didn't play in the game, he looked like an MVP. We were, we're all saying it has to be the two middle teams. Does it? I know. Are the Raiders exempt from being considered for last place? I don't have them. I mean devil's advocate. Peter and I didn't on that at all. There's no meat on that bone. They got, really, they got better. They got really good players. They got really good players. And their coach, yeah. I really respect. So did the Chargers, though. Look how many for good sure. players they have. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, college teammates, like that type of connection. Crosby coming off the edge. Chandler Jones on the good. other side. The division's so talented, but... I, Broncos will be last. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with w- when you talk about David Carr and you're like, what's he talking about? Overrated. No one's overlooking him. I mean, there's people that you know playing. Like, you just operate that way, right? Like, yeah, he yeah. has to he operate to that way. You gotta have Nobody, him. I mean, that's their MO. That's what's going to get him motivated, even if it's not true anymore. Sometimes it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's not true or not, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. It's whatever you want to believe. And if you need to believe that you're if you need to believe that everyone's sitting up here on this desk and going, Raiders are going to be last, mm-hmm. like maybe that just, if, if that's what you got to do, yes. and maybe that's what they're doing because I, yeah. I think people do believe on them. Guys, we cannot thank you enough for joining us at Good Morning Football and the fine folks at Mount Laurel who opened up their studios at NFL Films. An awesome two days. Kyle, how good have these two been? The best. Did you have a good time? Oh my God, I had the best time. My favorite, aside from Carissa, <laughs> the NFL Summit breakdown. Oh, thank you. amazing. I, like thank I bow you. down. It thank was you. truly impressive. McCordy and I were talking about, was he in his hotel room last night? Like just pacing and like <laughs> going, going over the 
this forth. monologue. <laughs> nah. Come Jason, you have fun? Man, I had a blast. I appreciate you guys allowing us to come in, share your home, and just have a blast doing this. So mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Random question. I know we don't have a lot of time. Have you guys seen this movie, Top Gun Maverick? It's <laughs> out there right now. It's with <laughs> Tom Cruise. I bet Carissa would have you invited you. got to see it, right? Carissa invited me. McCourty and I are going to go after the show. Kyle and I saw the movie yesterday. True friends. True friends. Forgot to invite these guys. I feel like we've been in Mount Laurel for six weeks. I know. We've been through a lot together. Shout out to Mark Grill, producer in television. Adversity. You guys. The Grillo children. Hey, guys. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Good morning, football. See ya. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.